Hello, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Elena. And we are two therapists with a lot of opinions. Welcome to Just Another Therapy Podcast, where we'll be discussing various topics through the lens of mental health and therapy, just like every other therapist on social media right now. No, but we're different. (laughs) Join us this season as we talk all about social media, the good, the bad, and the absolutely ridiculous. This podcast was created for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a replacement for mental health treatment. If you are in need of support, check out our show notes for links to resources. Picture this, you are scrolling on TikTok and you come across a super adorable video of a family learning how to bake or telling jokes or doing a viral dance. You think, oh, how cute. Hit the like button and keep scrolling. But let's take a moment to really think about that. Have you ever posted a cute video of yourself? How many times did you re-record? How long did it take to get the perfect angles? Creating this content on a regular basis can lead to burnout, body image issues, and really impact your mental health overall. And that's just for adults. The impact can be even worse for children who are made to perform to keep the views and likes rolling in. But what are the immediate and long-term effects of your private life being exposed from a young age without your consent? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I so. I know we both have so many thoughts about this, which, duh, that's why we're making it an episode. So, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, where do we start? Where do we start? What do we do? Because I'm like... You know, we have our notes, but I think both our minds kind of go Mm -hmm. in a million directions with this. And so, as you can probably guess, we're talking about family vloggers Mm -hmm. um, or basically people who just like capitalize on their children's cuteness or funniness or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you see this on YouTube. You see this on TikTok. You also see it on Instagram. I mean, really any social media platform. And it really kind of like, I feel like it started back when blogging was a thing it did there were og mom bloggers Mm -hmm. yeah and that was like like the original mom blogs were like just talking about the stress of being a mom and and sharing stories about your kids and how they you know their behavioral problems and the stress of being a parent on that and like i feel like those mom blogs were really vulnerable and raw and a lot of moms related like, it was yeah. like, you know, a lot of moms were flocked to these places because, like, no one's talking about this. Like, and in a lot of ways, it was super awesome that we're finally talking about the, you know, strains and pressures that moms are faced all the time. But I don't think anyone ever thought about the kids. Mm-mm. Or if they did, there wasn't really a lot of intention behind it because Mm-mm. those kids were really, like, the first generation to have their entire life public. Mm-hmm. And not like like their celebrities and their lives are public and, you know, it's kind of like part of the job. But I think this was different. This was like an emotionally vulnerable thing. And and these kids are now becoming adults. And so we're starting to see the impact. Um, and not only that, but like mommy blogging has transformed, like you said, into YouTube videos, family vlogs, um, TikTok accounts that are solely focused on their kids saying the cutest and most adorable things um but as soon as I watch them I'm like I immediately have like these second thoughts and I'm like man what happens when the camera's off Mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah 
And there's kind of different categories of people in this, honestly. Like, on Instagram, there are definitely, like, influencers who incorporate their kids a lot. And they all wear matching outfits, like, at Christmas or Easter or whatever. You know, and then there are those TikTok accounts where it's, like, it's literally an account of videos of the child. And that, mm-hmm. and the parents, like, interacting with them or, like, maybe saying something to them. But that's really, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, I'm no longer on TikTok as of (laughs) recording this episode. Um, And, you know, maybe I'll get on it in the future. But it, I don't know. That was, like, most of my exposure to it. Like, seeing these parents um, put babies, like, Mm -hmm. literal babies. And it seems, I think, harmless at the face of it. It's like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're like getting to see them in their little outfits and the funny things they do and that they, you know, they're growing up and how fun, right? But like, we're here to talk about the dangers and the implications of what this means to put your children online. You have very little control, almost no control over who is viewing these images and videos, what people are doing with these videos and Mm -hmm. images and really what this means for the future because like you can delete your account you can delete some of the videos that doesn't mean this goes away no like what if your child saw this as you know like a teenager or an adult like would they actually be glad that you posted this Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah absolutely and like like consent you know the idea of what consent really the biggest thing to talk about first I think yeah yeah so you know consent it there's there's multiple facets to it but you know there's a reason why you know certain things are inaccessible to children right you know like why you have to wait to be an adult to do certain things and it's because a child's brain is actively growing and forming and evolving and it just kind of means that they're not able to make certain decisions to the level of like an informed thought um which puts them in a lot of vulnerable situations and it can be very dangerous. So, you know, we have informed consent because we need to make sure that the person who's agreeing to something knows exactly what the implications are, good and bad, and is still deciding to move forward or that they decide to walk away. Kids do not have that ability. Yeah, they're just not capable because they're kids, Mm -hmm. not because there's anything wrong with them. They are just not emotionally and mentally developed enough to understand the implications the informed part right and so that's something I've seen used as an argument of like well my kid asks to do the videos like Mm -hmm. my kid loves it like he thinks it's so funny and it's like but that doesn't mean he really understands Mm -hmm. like on a deeper literal level what this means to be recorded in this way and then for that video to be posted where millions of people can see it yeah exactly and the the like impact of that as kids get older too because you know there's there's a lot of science behind brain development and child development and essentially what what we kind of know is that as kids age and as they get older they go on this developmental track where they in certain stages of their lives there are different things that are important to a child so in early development 
the child's like nuclear family is the most important thing to them. So let's say a child is like five, six years old and they're making these videos because it makes mom really happy and they're excited and they want to be on the, the online. And mom is laughing and, mom and is encouraging laughing. you. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, oh, like my whole family is doing this. But the child's not capable of thinking like, oh, there's other people out there really seeing it. And so as a child gets older uh, in like the middle school years, the nu- like the nucleus of, of um, focus for a child then becomes their peers. Yeah. So mom and dad and brother and sister are no longer like the most important part of their, you know, identity and the validation and acceptance that they need from from others. But now their friends become that. And so when those children who five and six years old were saying these really silly things and or they had their meltdowns and tantrums recorded yeah, to be evaluated. Yeah, I hate that too. <laughs> right. Now they're in middle school and their friends are seeing that. And that can be, you know, embarrassing and can lead to bullying. It can lead to self-esteem issues. Um, and can, now it also, like, with the vlogging piece can lead to, um, you know, just, like, seeing the veil lifted that, like, children should not see for, for parents you know like being a mom is really hard like we're not discounting that like it, it is a really challenging thing um but it isn't really appropriate for us to put place that burden onto our child and so when we have these mommy vloggers sharing all of this stuff and sharing about their kid and like oh my kid did this and this is why I'm questioning whether I should have had kids and all that then gets us to the next stage of development like in big chunks which is when children get older they start to form their identity and this this is a layered thing so this harmful thing you might think or this harmless thing that you might think yeah five years old no big deal like it's cute now when they're 17 18 and they're starting to define who they are and their worth and they're seeing the impact of these these videos and, and these blogs and and the information that was kind of provided to the whole world can have a huge impact on how they identify themselves And I think also the relationship they have with their parents, Mm -hmm. right? Like, are you willing to sacrifice a healthy relationship with your child because, like, the allure of views and money on YouTube or TikTok is just so strong? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with it because I believe as a parent you are supposed to protect your children and like obviously that's a complex thing and it's not always easy I I get that you know I'm not here to demonize any parent but you know there is an even more dangerous aspect to this which does have to do with um, I guess we should definitely include a content warning we're Mm going to talk about Um, things related to child abuse and um, Mm -hmm. molestation but um, so if you need to quit listening please Mm -hmm. um, exit now so there are plenty of pedophiles online Mm -hmm. like this very much exists yeah and they know the tags to look for they Mm -hmm. know the accounts they know how to find this stuff Mm -hmm. and so just because your child is fully clothed or you know, they're doing something funny. It, it doesn't mean that that content won't be abused. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, showing your child in the bath, like a baby, that seems 
you know, oh yeah, well my baby's taking a bath. Like babies are naked when they bathe. Like, you know, you're not like sexualizing that baby, but other people will. Mm-hmm. Like, of course it's horrific and fucked up, but like right. people online do that. And so it's unfortunate, you know, that you have to think about these things mm-hmm. to protect your children from these things. But like it exists. Mm-hmm. And like, are you not thinking about that? Mm. And another thing actually that I learned about on TikTok is called digital kidnapping mm-hmm. where people will make like fake accounts yes. for the children. And they're able to do that because you are posting the original content mm-hmm. and they can take it. Right. And they can pretend that it's their child or they fan accounts like mm-hmm. that's, you know, kind of in the middle a bit. But yeah, like I it, honestly, it's really <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I keep tripping up on my words because it is mind boggling to mm-hmm. me that like I, I don't know, like do they just not think it's harmful? Do they not think about it at all? Is the money and like the clout so powerful that that just mm-hmm. like I mean, I think that's probably a lot of it like you know especially these like vloggers and parents who like they're millions of followers like they make bank like they really yeah. really do and like I just would imagine that they're blinded by that yeah and I think too like when you like sometimes I, I think that maybe the intention like you said earlier is like it's it's not to exploit your child initially it's not to do that but then you start kind of growing and you start to see the popularity and then you start to see like how, you know, how easy it can be to make money off of it. Because people eat it up. Mm-hmm. Even people, yeah. people who are not predators, people who are perfectly yeah. normal people. Kids are cute. They're adorable. Yeah. Like, they like do I get it. Stuff. I know. Like, I get it. I do. You know, I've seen videos and I'm just cracked up at some of the stuff that like that's posted. But when you really look at it like a little bit, take on, taking a moment to kind of like sit with it for a moment and really explore the impact of it we start to see a lot of cracks in this um because you know like you were saying like the as uh, intention does not always like match up to what ends up happening right um yeah so yeah i think that like the there's like oh you know we're just posting our family stuff we're already like send we're already creating these videos i'm already sending that to my family and friends Let's, you know, open that up to other people. Let's let other people see our family. Um, but there can be so many. Yeah. You're, yeah. What no. do you have <laughs> I just like put my <laughs> finger up because I'm like, I'm really just trying to remind myself of this point because it's like, I don't want to interrupt her. But I was like, oh, 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 there's like a thing. There's a thing. So, yes. And, and my add on to that is like what I feel like happens mm-hmm. is it does start off very just like fun and innocent or like you said, Oh, we're sending these videos to friends and family. They're loving it. Like, Oh my gosh, sure. Like we'll have an account or whatever. But then I feel like the focus and intention is not then about the child. Mm -hmm. It's about, Oh, like when are we going to record or, Oh, they did this cute thing. Make sure we have the phone out. Do it again. Like, Oh, do it again. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like the focus is taken off the child's well-being in that way because it's like you're trying to get the video or the shot or you bought this matching outfit so you can make an Instagram post about it and it's like would you be doing those things otherwise Mm -hmm. if I mean maybe some of it right like you can buy a cute outfit to match with your kid like I mean that's totally like cute and harmless but it's like 
again, what is the intention behind it? Like, well, why are you doing that? Right. And would you be doing this many things if you didn't have to post about it? Mm -hmm. And I think also, like, I would be really interested to know kind of more about the, like, um, attachment stuff related to this and, like, kind of the scientific impact, I think, on children's development of just, like, having a camera in their face Mm -hmm. constantly. Um, That can't be great, you know, and like why should that be normalized for a child that it's like my relationship with my mom like it's not or my dad like it's really not just that it, it involves a camera like yes. that becomes normal to them but it doesn't mean that it's good for their development or y'all's relationship mm-hmm. or anything yeah and so like for me doing this episode it really thought like it really stemmed from um so uh, I think it was a TikTok someone on TikTok that I followed um, and I'm not going to give, I'm not going to look and find it. I'm not going to put it in because they decide, I think after they talked about it, they did decide that they were no longer going to speak on it. And so like, I don't really feel the need to like, you know, exploit their name anymore. But there was sure. someone who was talking about how they were a child in one of these mommy blogs back. I've seen, You've I seen know it? this person or I've seen about yeah. them post stuff. Yeah. And they talked about like how it felt now that they're an adult and how like they've gone back and like not only like looked at it from an adult's eyes and like read through all of the stuff that their parent was saying but also like just reflecting on their childhood and how they felt like every emotion was exploited so like if they were having a bad day and they were like angry and you know like kids do like like one of the things like that I struggle with the most is when adults like create this expectation that kids can't feel feelings. Like, Mm -hmm. why are they mad? Why are they yelling? It's like, kids are going to get angry and they also have baby brains. So they're not going to process their feelings and they can't communicate it verbally the way adults can. So like, they're going to tantrum, they're going to freak out. And yes, it is hard. Um, but the this creator was like kind of reflecting on that and saying like you know I was terrified to have a bad day, I because I knew it was gonna show up in my parents' blog, and that th- that it was going to be kind of like shown into everyone's face, and I, I believe they talked about like videos in addition to that, but but I know like even now there's a lot of parenting creators who will use their children's tantrums and their children's big emotions as content and saying like this is what I do as a as a healthy parent this is what I do and they'll film like they'll turn the camera around and they'll film this tantrum and they'll film their reaction and uh you know I think that also borders like I I understand where they're going with this I get what they're trying to do is like help educate other parents um but not at the expense of these kids because now we're seeing these kids growing up and they're saying like this was a horrific way to grow up yeah 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 it's been going on long enough again especially since we've you know highlighted the origins of like mom blogging I mean this Mm -hmm. has been going on long enough that like these kids are older they're adults Mm -hmm. they're you know the the person you're referring to is Mm -hmm. you know an um an adult adult yeah (laughs) like either in their 20s or 30s um so. so yeah I and just I guess consent is um something I it's just in the back of my mind obviously as as we're talking about this and I I think this really ties into 
the attitudes and beliefs about children as a whole. Like we do not really treat children as if they have autonomy and Mm -hmm. as if like they and their feelings and their thoughts are valid. It's like adults are constantly trying to push children into these narrow versions of what they find acceptable, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause they don't want to deal or they don't know how to deal with children's, um, evolving needs and evolving behavior, mm-hmm. um, and just how children are developing. And so why don't we think about children's autonomy? Like why don't, why do we force them to hug relatives? Like, why do we like put them into things like because we think it would be fun or cute right like Mm -hmm. and of course as a parent like you introduce your kids to things like you can see if they're interested in trying soccer give it a try or whatever it's like you know there's definitely a balance there but like children shouldn't be made to do anything unless it you know and obviously when it comes to safety that's kind of another category of things but like just because you're the parent, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's I feel like generational you know- trauma. It's a generational parenting trauma. It's like, well, this is how my parents parented me. And the thing is, like, these kids grow up. They become parents. They don't learn how to, like, nurture their own emotions. And so they don't learn how to nurture their, like, children's emotions. Like, I, I think that's kind of, like, what you're alluding to as well as, like, you know, if I don't know how to deal with my anger, I'm going to get triggered when my kid is explosively angry. But like anger is, and this is something I do a lot in therapy, like helping people understand like our emotions are not out to get us. Our emotions are not good or bad. They're not here to hurt us. They're not here to help us. They're here to give us information. They're here to enlighten us. They're here to provide context. And, um, if you've never been taught how to deal with your own emotions, it can be extremely difficult to to help a child render the skills to regulate their own feelings and emotions. Um, So then you have these parents like who are burnt out and like, again, we, you know, parenting is extremely hard and there's not enough support and resources for new parents or parents at all. There is this autonomy of like, not only like oh you know you can pick what you want to do and like what kind of sports you want to play or whatever but like just this autonomy of like how do you want to feel your feelings mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. okay like obviously barring a safety incident where you're not hurting yourself or somebody else right how you feel anger is up to you and mm-hmm. what you do with your anger is up to you as long as we don't take that anger and hurt somebody with it right um but then it's often like you know, you're not allowed to be. What are you angry about? Oh, my God. Trigger. Uh, like, that is such a trigger uh, for me growing up. That was said so many times to me. You have nothing. To be, you don't know anger. You don't know sadness. And I'm like, oh. So invalidating. What, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's just like, we're not taking the time to really help kids navigate those things. And then we're, like you said, sticking a camera in their face while they're trying to do it. Um, and I just like, I like to think about it like this, like in your deepest, darkest moment, the moment that if you can think about where you just felt hopeless and you felt scared and you felt lost, how would you feel if somebody walked in with a camera? I mean, I would probably disintegrate. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
because like i think adults are looking at it through a lens of like oh that's so funny they're like you know throwing a tantrum and being like whatever about their toy but it's like to the child in that moment that could very well feel like mm-hmm. their deepest darkest worst thing that's ever happened like mm-hmm. it's relative you yes. know mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and so it's just like that like invading that vulnerability and invading that privacy you know is not okay and no. um it's not marketable even in like funny moments like embarrassing moments like when a kid is doing something like you know, I think a, bi- a big common one is like when kids are cursing and they don't realize they're cursing, mm-hmm. you know, or they're saying something or they're singing a song that's like they don't really understand the lyrics and parents will post that. And it's like I get that that can be really funny and like, you know, there's humor and we might laugh at it. But in the context of millions of views, um, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want someone to post one of my mistakes for millions of people to view. Mm-mm. It's just kind of like frustrating and to not have a say in that Mm -hmm. uninformed say you know yeah Mm -hmm. the other thing that's coming to mind as we talk about this is sort of like how this used to be um more reserved like for child celebrities Mm -hmm. like I just remember you know I was born in 1991 and so I remember like all the like young celebrities from like Disney Channel or like you know, all the popular kid mm-hmm. movies. And I mean, think about some of those people. Lindsay like, li- I literally was just about to say, Stop oh my it. God. I was like, you stole her <laughs> name from my mouth. You stole her name from my mouth. Oh my wow. gosh. Literally, I was going to say Lindsay Lohan. Like, I remember, uh-huh. and let's see, how old is Lindsay Lohan? Um, I mean, I remember, like, she's not that much older than us, mm-hmm. I don't think. So we, like, almost grew up with her mm-hmm. in a way. She's 35, and I'll be, yeah. I'll be 31 this year. You know, so it's, like, she was sort of this, like, parasocial celebrity peer, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, so many of these child stars and child actors have had a lot of mental health struggles, Mm -hmm. substance abuse struggles. And it's, like, we, as a society, have put them in the tabloids. We've capitalized on their pain and their struggle as they have grown out of, you know, being child actors. And so it's, like, I really see you know, family vlogging and all these kids on social media is just kind of another manifestation of that. Yeah. Um, it obviously is different, um, but there's some overlap too, you Absolutely. know, like, I mean, if you think about the Kardashians, like their kids, like what North has a TikTok, and like, yes. you know, their kids are all over social media and it's like, okay, like how is this going to evolve for them where they're mm-hmm. like the next generation of these like influencers slash celebrity, you know? Cause like, mm-hmm. I feel like, influencers and celebrities like are different but again there's this like weird overlap i mean the impact seems really similar it, yeah exactly that's know? my point is that like yeah there's differences with these like two categories but it's like there's this similar mm-hmm. you know struggle and and impact on these like young people and mm-hmm. and on these kids um yeah yeah and and we see the harm in that like forcing a child to grow up too fast to perform you know certain acts or to put on certain emotions at certain times like that's really hard like if I you know if I told you like act really angry right now for so I can film it it'd be really hard to get into that space yeah I'd be like well now I'm pissed because you're asking me to do it so I can be mad about that but (laughs) now be happy okay now be excited like uh, what like it doesn't make sense it's weird um and this brings to mind so I have um, a young niece who's um, like in her toddler years and she loves YouTube 
and um, she'll like pull up these videos all the time. And so I started noticing like her watching them and it's other kids playing. Huh. And there's like tons of when I tell you there's not even there's hundreds of these videos where it's like two or three siblings and they're like pretend playing. So they'll play house or they'll play restaurant or they'll play like these these videos and you'll see them like running around and they they like you know they'll like talk to their other friend they'll be like oh my gosh have you seen a blue pencil like to the other kid and be like no i it's very over dramatic and like over exaggerated um kind of picture like I don't, I don't even know like blues clues kind of mindset or like dora where it's like hello but it's like actual kids like blues oh. clues is an adult like dora is a cartoon it's actual kids doing these things and then I'm, like, watching it, and I'm, like, not really realizing. Like, I'm just, like, noticing she loves it. She loves it. She'll watch them over and over. Then I start noticing, like, there's adults with them. And the adults will be, like, you got to do your homework. And, like, it's very dramatic and very over, like, overdone. And I started thinking, and I'm, like, there's a camera. Like, I didn't even think about it at first when I saw it. I was, like, there's a camera filming these kids doing this. They're not playing. They're not having fun. It's not like a home video where mom is like video recording them like playing. There's a script. These kids have a script. They are like learning lines. They are like doing takes. You can tell like takes are being done. And there's hundreds of videos for each kid. Like there's an exhaustive amount. And like I've been sitting with that and I'm like this is like first of all there's no educational value in that like when you look at kids shows like pbs and like all of those types of shows like there's a team of mental health um advocate like advocators there's you know developmental specialists who create these tv shows for kids to be developmentally healthy and you have like these other videos these youtube videos of these kids who are just like constantly churning out and like all i could think is like child exploitation are the kids getting paid for this? Yeah. How many hours are they working? Well, there's all these child actor laws, but there's not that many laws in place at this point for yeah. social media, kids in social media, like influencer. Um, and I, from what I have read, there is more that's like starting to get implemented there, but it has not, great. it has not caught up with like Mm-mm. the boom of no. the industry of Mm-mm. social media. Um, and so, you know, and even with all those child actor laws, like there's still kids who get exploited. I mean, like Mm -hmm. it's not the whole picture just to say, oh, well, there's laws now. It's like, it's fine. There's not Um, being regulated. I mean, even with the laws that are coming out, like how do you regulate how many hours your kid is filming YouTube at home? Like there's no way to prove that there's no No. one on set. Like, you know, with, with content, like TV shows and stuff, there's people on set, there's legal teams that are recording this if i decided to have my kid like film youtube videos all day every day who would know how would you even like without like someone in the family reporting that Mm -hmm. like how would you even know and like like it just so but you know those kids are gonna get up and grow up and get older as well and like the impact of working like that at such a young age can like i can just see the implications of that yeah yeah Yeah, me too Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm thinking too about the the parasocial relationship that i guess that would be kind of like the 
thing I would, I don't know, maybe wrap this up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to read you a definition of parasocial relationship theory. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways that you can kind of think about this and uh, slightly different versions of the definition. But according to Google, parasocial relationships are one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party, the persona, is completely unaware of the other's existence. Parasocial relationships are most common with celebrities, organizations, or TV stars. And this definitely happens with influencers, Mm -hmm. and this definitely happens with, like, family vloggers. Um, And I'm going to say this person's name because they're public, they have millions of followers. Um, Maya Knight on TikTok and please like we're not coming for her it's it's more so to illustrate this like she has I just checked she has like 8.2 million followers and she's been posting her twins like from you know very very early on and it's like the reason I'm bringing this up is not so much about her but just like the comment section where people are like you know uh we're the dads or like they say all these like things about the twins or like asking about the twins or um, cause the dad is like not in the picture. So they say, Oh, well we're the, we're family. We're the TikTok aunts. And it's mm. like, yeah, some of this initially sounds like funny or cute or just like, Oh, ha But like, what are those people commenting that? Like, what are they really thinking? What are they really feeling? And then some people have gotten mad, um, when she has not posted frequently enough yeah. or she hasn't like posted what they were expecting. Um, And I think parasocial relationships, they're also very developmentally normal, especially for um, teenagers, Mm -hmm. like uh, pre-adolescent and adolescent. Um, That's kind of why you like hear these stereotypes of like, oh my gosh, teenage girls love like boy bands and stuff like that. Because it like, but, and and so again, it's not that parasocial relationships are like inherently a bad thing, but I think they can take this very dark turn. Um, and there's many other like manifestations of this, but it's like, you do not know Maya Knight. Mm -hmm. You do not know her or her kids or that's what I'm saying or her twins. So it's like whatever she chooses to post, it is still like a 15 second, 60 second, Mm -hmm. maybe three minute video. So it's like, you do not truly know them or their lives. And so if it's just you as an individual, you're an adult, you have free will, whatever, you can make whatever choices. Um, that's still different. There can still be problems with parasocial relationships, obviously, with like adult creators or adult celebrities or influencers. But again, it comes back to the point that those children are not able to choose that with informed consent. Well, that yeah, exactly. And like that brings me to um, a, a specific experience or a specific story that I saw on YouTube of a creator. I think her name is Jordan Cheyenne. I don't know if you, I like wrote about her in the notes, but she, Oh yes, um, yes, yes. She made a video and she accidentally uploaded an unedited video of her son. I don't even know what the video is about. I don't follow her. This is all I've heard. Um, and again, like we don't ever advocate like personally, like reaching out to anybody and, and causing harm to them, but like just understanding in context, like how this impacted but she had posted a video of her son um, and her crying about, I think it was like an animal who was like dying or something like that. 
And the unedited portion of that video at the end was, you know, her trying to get a photo for the thumbnail and her son was visibly upset. He was experiencing mm -hmm. an emotion. He was crying and she was saying like, you know, no, pretend you're crying. And he's like, I am crying. He was bidding for her emotions, bidding for her attention. I am crying, mom. I am. And she's like, no, like this. And she was so focused on how he presented that she completely neglected was not attuned to him at all not at all and like watching that video you know i just like felt so much despair for that child because yeah. that is a core memory of yeah. like neglect and it's potentially traumatic yeah. I, I don't i don't ever want to label trauma for right. for somebody but we can say that, that could potentially be traumatic for this definitely child. like how you know feeling like you're not being heard in an emotion and a feeling um, can be incredibly like hard to process as you get older and feeling like you don't your voice doesn't matter as long as you show up correctly. And again, like, you know, like Elena was saying, this is more of a general thing because I'm sure she's not the only creator to ever do this to a child. No. Um, but you know, these do have huge implications for kids and how they learn about their feelings and emotions and also their self-worth and their value. Yeah, like how they learn about themselves, how they learn about relationships. Like, you know, this can impact so many aspects of their mental and emotional well-being. Um, and I, I did pull up the article and mm -hmm. he was eight years old and um, she had told him, come closer, put your head right here, act like you're crying. And yeah, he had responded with, I am crying. And anyway, it's very sad. Um, yeah. And she like in that article, there was a quote or a, a follow up video that she made. And I like pulled it out because it was like so telling about the, you know, intent and the awareness that maybe some of these parents do have. And she said, I am so sorry to my audience. But really, mostly sorry to my child. He's fine. He's safe. He's healthy. He loves being in videos, but I know that he is Stop. not old enough to consent to that. So, like, I just... How, what kind of apology is that? Right. Like, first of all, I'm sorry to my audience. Like, first, at that moment, it's not about your audience. But, like, what... There's no accountability there. Is the son receiving support? Has she received, you know, support? What, whatever form, therapy or otherwise... But, like, also the, the statement of, like, he's fine, he's healthy, and he loves this, but he can't consent. So. Do you think he loved it in that moment? Do you think he loved it when, like, he was learning about how their dog was, okay, maybe a content warning here? Because um, then the, the dog was going to um, pass away. And so, uh, you know, like, do you think he loved it in that moment where you're, like, instructing him how to cry and he's trying to tell you, but I am upset, I am crying? Like, please, no, yeah. stop it, stop it. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, yeah, kids love the, what they don't understand. Like, my, you know, my family members would love to stay up till, like, 6 in the morning eating candy and playing games every night. And, like, they would truly love that. <laughs> but, like, is that healthy for them? Uh, no. And is it informed consent? <laughs> In 20 years when they're adults, are they going to be happy that, uh, you know, that was allowed, you know, every single night? No, they're probably going to feel very, like, overwhelmed and burnt out because they didn't and get violated, the proper, maybe. you know, support growing up. So, you yeah. know, it's a it, adults have adult brains, it's like stuff I tell, you know, my clients and either parents or children 
And adults have adult brains, so they are responsible for making adult decisions. Children are never responsible for making an adult decision. And regardless of whether the adult goes with your decision or not, and things go great or go terribly, the accountability and responsibility is never on the child. No, absolutely not. So fully agree. Oh man, <laughs> that was a lot. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I I do realize that this episode was um, heavier in some yeah. ways and and more sad. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of uh, humorous or kind of more lighthearted things that we discuss, mm-hmm. but. Um, we feel strongly about this and, Mm -hmm. and some of the heavier topics as well. Yeah. And, um, so I think that kind of wraps us up. I feel, yeah, I'm definitely (laughs) going to do some, like, I need a break. Yeah. Some grounding. Like, oh, this is. Some breathing. Because this was a heavy topic and there's a lot of emotions that we, that have come up and it can be really hard, Mm -hmm. um, just talking about it Mm -hmm. and thinking about the impact on so many children. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, always recommend do your coping, drink your water, stay hydrated. Yeah. Stay hydrated. (laughs) Take a a breath. Treat yourself like the lovely plant that you are. Get some sunlight. Um, and yeah, we look forward to our next episode. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Picture this, you are scrolling on TikTok and you come across a super adorable video of a family learning how to bake or telling jokes or doing a viral dance. You think, oh, how cute. Hit the like button and keep scrolling. But let's take a moment. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh,